The Garage Talk Podcast is supported by, as always, the great, the wonderful, the legendary Atomos Physics. Go ahead and uh, wander on over to atomosphysics.com or follow them along on all social media platforms at Atomos Physics to learn more about radiation safety and physics. Things like x-ray machine testing, radiology room design, and all that good stuff. Support them because they support us. Atomos is the greatest company known to planet Earth. Check them out. Go give them a follow on social media. We are also supported by the other greatest company in the world, The Groom Room. Listen, we all have dogs. I know you have a dog. Maybe not. Maybe you're a cat person. If you're a cat person, get out of here. We don't deal with cats. Actually, I think Vince is a cat. I think Vince has cats. Or he did have cats. I think Vince is a cat person. I think he needs to get kicked off this podcast. Uh, but... If you're a dog person and you have a dog, it is very important for the health and well-being of that dog to get their hair cut properly. Uh, take it to the groom room. Call them at 402-486-4486. Set up a grooming appointment today with the best professional groomers known to mankind. Also, follow, sign up on patreon.com slash garage talk to follow along with the show and help support us and boost us into the sky of podcasting. Thank you. Welcome to the Garage Talk Podcast. As always, my name is Tyler Warner. With me is Tim Vogler. Hey! And Vince Wheatley. That's me. And uh, I'm going to do a little bit of self-promotion here real quick. This has nothing to do with Vince or Tim, so this is going to be the Tyler show for a minute. Uh, but I finished my book. It is officially done. It is called Go on Amazon.com. It's called The Thin Thread of Life. I spent 2021 writing it. It's a collection of nine short stories. It's um, on Amazon? Yeah. No fucking I way. self-published it through Amazon. Wow. Hey. Hey. You. you know so, what? A hat off to you, sir. So, um, the cap. very excited about it. I normally I wouldn't really promote it, but I spent a couple thousand dollars on this. Ooh. And yeah. this on top of uh, the podcast that I dump money and time into that my family never gets to see any return of. I think maybe <laughs> I'll try to make some of that money back. Uh, so, it's pretty thin. It's only like 25,000 words, nine stories. So, get on Amazon and check it out. Uh, it's 14 bucks. You can get the Kindle too, uh, but the Kindle kind of sucks. The, the, the software, like programming and like, structuring on kindle was just a terrible program hmm. um so there's some things that like aren't centered or formatted properly and like it won't let you go change it so i don't know figure dude amazon god damn yeah, it's ridiculous but i mean i make i make actually more profit Figured from the kindle but i don't want to promote that because the quality the contents well if you is, get more profit you maybe yes yeah, so one. yeah maybe maybe <laughs> just do check out the kindle. but no the book's on there um i think i, I did it is dedicated to you vince <laughs> yeah, so it's it Sucker says it's dude. it's for Kinsley, Isla, and Olivia, who are my children. Never quit using your imagination. Also for Vince, who said I was just an idea guy and could never actually finish anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you, <laughs> so, so fuck you. Vince. So you That's inspired, awesome. You inspired this whole book. Hell yeah, it's, uh, for you. <laughs> so yes, so please get on. It's again, it's called the Thin awesome. Thread of Life. Oh, just go to Amazon, type in. The thin thread of life. I'm the only one on there. You might find some like threading, uh, like Dude, stitching gonna... books, uh, but this is the mm. only one that's called, and it's the only one by Tyler Warner. Uh, so go check it out. Buy it. Also, if you could get on Goodreads and review it as well. Got a couple five star reviews already. We got to we got to pump those oh, yeah. numbers up. So yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll get on Amazon. Fucking share that link on all my social medias, which is just Twitter, but. It, I have like five followers, but I'll get it <laughs> yeah, out there. Everything man. helps. Yeah. I'll get it out there. I, I do have to make sure I'm getting my. So this one is this is my first proof copy I got last week. Riddled, 
riddled with issues. I, Robin did all the formatting and stuff. Uh, we had to sit down and have a little chat because <laughs> there was a lot wrong. Um, but we got it all fixed up. I'm really confident with it. I'm getting my, my second proof copy here in about an hour. As long as that's good, we're going live. So hopefully, hopefully it's good. Uh, if not, this will all be edited out because <laughs> I can't have people getting on and buying a not up to par quality yeah. book. So self-promotion. Thank you for everybody listening. Thank you for buying the book and hopefully enjoy it. And it's, it's weird too. It's not this. All you guys see is like, or not you guys, but people listening or watching on YouTube, they see this is podcasting Tyler. The book definitely isn't podcasting Tyler. Like in my acknowledgements and stuff, I have a few jokes thrown in there. Hmm. But for the most part, the books are all fairly, or the stories are all fairly serious. Oh, one last thing. It has some amazing artwork in it. I commissioned for each story. That's what all the artwork was that I had in here. I got for each story. For each story, I found a different artist to create, to commission a piece. And I I, I told him, I was like, hey, I want to commission a piece. Like, what do you want? I was like, well, here, read the story. And then do whatever yeah. makes you feel like. I don't care what style it is. I don't care what you do. Just do it and then give it back to me, please. Yeah. I'm going to put it in a book, so don't ask for royalties. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how that went. So it's not only it's not only a storybook, it is a picture book as well. So Good. If, you're not, if, you're not, if you're like Tim and you're not big on reading, uh, there's plenty of really cool pictures done by some incredible artists. Knows really big words. Can't read really big words. <laughs> Can't read very well. There's a difference between... Not reading, and <laughs> he's a big audiobook guy. Did, That's how he gets all the all the not words. Even, it's, I, it's just, he listens it to takes, the dictionary audiobook. <laughs> ever since I was little, the the sitting down to read is just the hardest part of it. Once I get into a book, I'm fine, but it's just tough for me to sit down and read a book. It just doesn't seem to work out. I, well. Somebody and should I look, don't do there, it often. I, I'm I'm very intrigued though by that. Is there an audible? Is on Audible? Is there is there a is there an audiobook of the Oxford Dictionary? That'd be incredible. <laughs> it's the Webster. Is the only one that got. Ah, oh, bummer. <laughs> Hold on. Is Webster? Because I feel like Oxford is English. Like yeah. English, English. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Is Web? Is a Webster? Even American? though I'm a big, I'm a big proponent for the Oxford the comma. I will say that the Oxford comma is a. It, it should be in. Is the Oxford comma like the where you list three things like Tyler, put, comma Tim, comma and Vince? Correct. Yeah, before and. Yeah, yeah. I. The, I feel like it's like it's like our generation because that's what we learned in school, and then like halfway through, like when I got in like seventh or eighth grade, they switched it up, and they're like, "Well, you don't have to put the comma." I was like, "Okay, hold the fuck on." Yeah. For the last <laughs> seven years of my life, I was <laughs> right. told I needed a comma, and then they gave it a name, the Oxford comma. I was like. It's just the what you're supposed to do. Why it's, does it need a it's, name? It's proper English comma. That's what it is. Yeah. Wow, I'm I've been very passionate about this comma my entire life. I didn't know there was anybody else out there. No, I've like been that. a yeah. I, every time see, like I, I'm reading and I don't see the 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 extra comma, I'm like, well, this person's a fucking idiot. So well, you'll see, you'll I, love I'm, this book then. Yes, completely. My, my complete opposite. I think it's a, it's useless. Get out. Wait, wait, <laughs> it's Get a out. it's a waste of a keystroke. So. I, seriously, the only that's person that's why I, it's got the only person I've ever argued about it with is my wife because she like she doesn't think the Oxford comma is necessary. And we've I mean our 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 our, our marriage was in shambles for a little while <laughs> because of this Oxford On the comma. Rocks. And I'm glad to know that I at least have some backup or yeah, somebody oh, else for who sure, feels man. the same way as I do. Yeah. So Vince, if you get a random call at like eleven thirty at night from me, it's probably because I need you to help support me in an argument with my wife about the <laughs> Oxford comma. I'll tell you right now, Tim, you know you know why it's so important? What? Because I know I know it, it doesn't take up a lot of space. Mm-hmm. But when you need to write a certain, like a, a specific <laughs> amount of page paper, every comma up. matters. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So every keystroke yeah, is important. It well, really has nothing to do with grammar. I could care less about that. It just put more characters on the page means that it's going to be a longer page. Okay. Yeah, exactly. As so, like, if, as you can see, this this book's pretty thin. 
and, and you have to have a certain length to be able to get the title on the spine, and that was very important to me. I don't know why, but it was very important to me to have the title on the spine. So mm-hmm. I'm putting every comma in, every <laughs> extra word. I, I made this baby fit. So, <laughs> Well, in the words of Vampire Weekend, who gives a fuck about an Oxford comma? I don't know. I don't. I don't. Nobody likes the Vampire Diaries, Tim. Okay, Vampire thank you. Vampire Weekend? Same thing. <laughs> there really is no difference. Might as well, you might as well be quoting Twilight right now. <laughs> Isn't that Anne Rice? Or, or no, that's an interview with a vampire. Never mind. I don't know. Big on books this this big, This is a big book episode. Before we continue I on into, our, did this now. into yeah. our deep conversation, <laughs> yeah. uh, there is some important stuff going on in the world right now. Uh, you know, tri- <sighs> Switching over from me promoting my book and joking around about Oxford commas, there's some serious stuff going on, you know, that that's affecting, you know, our country, but not only our country, you know, on the world stage. It's very important. Um, or I shouldn't say important. It's it's a big deal that I think that we need to address and not be silenced about it. And I want to I do want to take a moment of silence and I guess um, uh, mourning. I'm holding back a joke. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> uh, doing my. This best. is a serious moment, okay? <laughs> but I'll. Uh, Juventus confirms that Weston McKinney has a fractured foot and will be out for about eight weeks and miss the next, next <laughs> of, of world. This is the world stage and world cup qualifiers. Our best player is going to miss games for world cup qualifiers. This is massive. So let's all, let's have a moment of silence, please remove your hats and, and honor and mourning his foot. Pour one out for Weston McKinney. Get well soon. Weston. It's a, he's a fractured foot. He's out for about eight weeks. I'm pretty sure this is a very similar injury that Derrick Henry had. I don't know what's going on to my favorite players in breaking their feet, but like somebody break my foot, take my feet bones and put them into these players' bodies. We need him. Like we're in the backstretch of World Cup qualifying, and this is the most some of the most important games we're playing, especially against like Mexico. Oh, we need we need not just Weston McKinney's skill on the field, but we need his swagger, his toughness, his fight. And All of a sudden, I hate Juventus. They played him too hard. They played, they played sons him too. of bitches. I was watching Champions League, and I saw him get tackled, and he went down. I'm like, all right, get up. Let's go. Let's keep playing. And he was, like, still on the ground. I'm like, okay, is he just, like, embellished? Like, is he trying to get a card? And then he wasn't getting up. I'm like, no, please. Get up, Weston. And uh, he did walk off on his own strength, so kudos to him for walking on a broken foot. Um, but I've done that when I was a child. So Yeah, but Weston's foot's much more important than yours, so... When I was just, don't just don't take anything away from Weston McKinney, okay? It's a very sad thing, and it, it broke my heart this week. But I think we'll be okay. We as long as we get through this group of qualifying, he'll be back for World Cup. That's what's most important. But we need some of the younger guys, some of our younger midfielders, Yunus uh, Musa, uh, Tyler Adams. You guys need to step up. Um, and I, I think Tyler Adams can carry. Kind of, he kind of has the same fight that McKinney has. Mm-hmm. He's not as um, bold about it, uh, but I think. Still having that kind of mentality in the midfield, maybe less cards. I guess we might see, might see a little bit <laughs> yeah, less cards. Yeah, yeah. But I, I want more cards from my midfielders. I want right. more fight from our leaders. So that was just the saddest shame. thing to happen this week. For it was, sure. it was the. I can't. I honestly can't think of a single thing in the entire world this week that happened that was worse than seeing that fractured foot. Uh, you, you, you better okay, now, Tim. You okay, Tim? <laughs> you got me. You got me with the swerve, and that's that's that's, that's why I'm. I'm so glad I was able to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna say my joke then. <sighs> the Mad Vlad did it. He invaded Ukraine. What's your joke, Mad the Vlad? Mad, the yeah. Mad Vlad. The Mad Vlad did it. The Mad Vlad did it. Did you come with that? I'm confused. 
Yeah, just off the top of the dome. Nice, I like that. That's I was like, that's why I was like, I was just, I, I said it out in my head, and I just, ah. I was like, that's funny. Oh, no, that's good. Because I thought, I thought, I thought you knew what I was doing. No, no, so I, I was no like, fucking, wait, no. That was brilliant. That was a great job. Tom. I planned that all week, guys. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> on a positive note, though, on a positive note, Christian Pulsick uh, did score for Chelsea in his Champions League. Had a great game. <laughs> so, somebody kill the dog. Yes. <laughs> See guys, last week we did our, our top five things that we just we opened the door and let him out to that we take on a zombie apocalypse. This is why. Let him go bark at zombies and let them eat him. For not only my own sanity, but also for me to escape. Vince, we there's another thing that came out this week that I wanted Tim and I talked discussed it a little bit last night, but I wanted I respect your opinion more on these kind of matters, so I wanted to talk oh. to you about it. Uh, Sorry, Elden Tim. Ring. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. A video game has been released this week, to, and it's critically one of the most critically acclaimed games ever. Don't buy it. You don't like it? Have you played uh, it? No, no. Are you thinking about buying it? I'm considering. Don't it. do it. Why? It looks so cool. Oh, it looks great. I'm just saying it's going to be one of the hardest things you guys ever. Okay, do. okay. So, okay, this is what I want to talk to you about, Vince, because I, I think it's the open world games are really cool. Yeah. I saw the reviews. I saw some of the gameplay. It looks really awesome. But my issue that I'm having, and kind of my hesitation, is that. And everybody's saying how great the game is. Like, Elden Ring is so good. It's it's so hard. It doesn't hold your hand. This and that. I'm like, okay, okay. I don't consider games good based on how hard they are. Yeah. Like, I, I want my hand held yeah. while I'm playing a video game. <laughs> like, the things I care about are customization, uh, character interactions, storytelling, that kind of stuff. Nobody says anything about that. So I'm like, well, so I does will, it have that in it? I, so I'll say this. Uh, the, the Dark Souls uh, or... What are they called? I can't remember the From Soft. From Soft is they have one of the most in-depth character customization, like when it comes to like appearance. You can make the most ridiculous or the most beautiful looking person. That's great news. Adam. Nobody's ever said anything about that. I love creating my own character. I'll spend hours in character creation. People But nobody tells me anything about nobody ever mentions that when about these games. All it is is it's so hard, it's so complex, it doesn't hold your hand, there's no you know, way markers or whatever, and it's like, okay, I don't care about it. Tell me about stuff that I like, but nobody talks about it. So I'm like, I don't know if I want this game or not. Yeah. Um I like I said, man, I would I would not get it if I were you. I but again, I don't know how difficult you like your video games um but not it is, di- i don't like my games difficult okay it's gonna it's i play video hard. games to be powerful and to be strong yeah you will not hurt. be you will be humbled just over and over and over why, again. Hey, why do why do gamers like that so much i don't get not, it like you're humbled in the re- you're nobody in real life like you play a video game to be powerful and strong and to be somebody that you can never be in the real world i don't yeah, know and that's what i've heard about dark souls is yeah. that it's so fucking hard that yeah if you aren't God, you can't play it. Well, the well, and it's so funny. So I had a friend that I used to live with back in like my sophomore year of college, and he, uh, Dark Souls came out. I don't know what year, but he he played it and he was good at it. Like he was good at it, beat it, and then like it got to the point where he wanted a challenge playing this extremely difficult game, mm-hmm. and so there was a. Uh, a style play that you can do where you basically don't level up the entire game. You just stay level one and you just run it. <laughs> and that's what he did. And he beat it. But can't be that hard of a game, though. <laughs> no, it's, uh. it's crazy. <laughs> but the funniest part is that he, again, so like a big uh, mechanic in the Dark Souls games is being able to parry. 
because when you parry, it like stuns whatever monster is attacking you, and then you get a critical hit on it. And he had that down to a science, dude. He could parry almost all the bosses great, that great were, reflexes. Could be, yeah, almost all the bot. Like he knew what like the anim because that's the big thing. He's like being able to read what animation the the enemy's doing and then reacting to it. He was great at it. Could parry everything. And then after defeating the boss, he would just go walking off and fall off a ledge and die. That's how he died. I swear to God, like 70% of the time was him just running off an edge. And I'm just like, what are you? Because I would watch him play. And I was just like, and he would just like crazy, just dodging and parrying and killing all these things. And and then he would just run off an edge. I was like, did you not see that there? He's like, he's just like, oh, no, whoops. I I hate you. I hate you so much. So so Elden Ring, I'm going to be able to create my own character? Oh, yeah. And like I said, do dude, they have cool guy. like sets of armor and weapons? Uh, I mean, you have to earn them. Yeah, that's fine. Like I'll, 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 I, I don't mind earning it as long as my reward is like a badass sword or like a sweet piece of armor. Yeah, yeah, but like I said, you, you have to earn it, and it's not easy to get. Can <laughs> I just turn on story so, mode? No. Why? There's no difficult. I want a story so mode. There's no because it looks beautiful. The game looks beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's no difficulty setting. You just get thrown into it. But. They, I mean, is, are people complaining because there's like no prompts on like how to do anything either? Is that like I heard there's, the there's much like really support? Too. So yeah, pretty much. So there. So yeah, that's. I mean, they, I could see that being a being a huge most, gripe, but every or at least every so every Souls game that I've played. Um, so the one that I have is called uh, Sekiro. Sekiro. Uh, yeah. Shadows die twice. Sekiro. Sekiro. Whatever. Ah. Anyways, Shakira. Uh, which apparently was one of the hardest ones. And I didn't realize that when I bought mm-hmm. it, but I was like, it looked really cool, like a really good like sword play mm-hmm. sort of game, as opposed to like Dark Souls yeah, being very some, high it has fantasy. Some incredible combat, I've heard. Yeah, um, but it is very hard, and I I raged quit. So mm. maybe I'll get, go back to it and try again. But uh, that is one of the things is that they they do like say, hey, this button is your strong attack, this button is your weak attack. All right. Here's how. You, here's the button to dodge. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. And then that's like that, that's kind of like that's what it is. And then, we should. You should. You should Twitch stream this game. I'd love to watch you play Elden Ring. Or oh, me. Or me. I I don't have Elden Ring, and I don't. You're not plan even going to try it. No, because like I said, I've because I you're bought, getting a new computer. I bought Dark. I bought Dark Souls three. <laughs> Couldn't do it. I bought the Sakuro Shadows Die Twice game. Mm-hmm. I fucking can't do it. I'm tired of trying to give these guys my money for beautiful game, beautiful games. And they do have really good storytelling. It's, it is a very vague story though. Cause like you're just kind of thrown into this world and you well, kind of just pick up on stuff. But as an you go Elder along. Ring too has a George R. R. Martin did a lot of the lore writing and stuff yeah, for it too, yeah. which I'm assuming is going to be awesome. Yeah. And they, they do a very good job of kind of uh, environmental storytelling. Kind of like Bethesda does a really good job of environmental storytelling where you like, yeah. you'll come upon, like a uh like in fallout four where you come up across like a uh like a cattle tank and there's uh-huh. like a skeleton in it with like you know empty beer bottles around and you're like oh this guy was like rolling down the river when the bomb went off you know so yep. like kind of just interesting stuff like that that i love and they do a lot of the good stuff like that uh in the souls games so again 
from a, like a game perspective, it has the story. I just don't get why the can't they just, why can't they just have like a story mode? Like why can't they have like a, a difficult setting? That's just not what they do, man. No, but it's just and and uh, and it, I mean, it's, it's, it's worked for them. It's super popular, I guess. Yeah, it, it's but, worked mm-hmm. for them. So for guys like us, would there there's need a barrier. Help. There's a barrier to entry, though. Is is the thing? And it was so funny because uh, a guy I follow on like Twitter and TikTok and all that. Uh, his name's Ricky Berwick. He has uh, pretty severe. Um, oh, is that the guy that doesn't have? Or yeah, he. Uh, what's that called? Crippled. Uh, yeah, he's crippled, but he's also he's hilarious. He like really leans into it. And, but he literally yeah, had, he showed him returning games. Elden Ring because he's a big game. He loves playing video games and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, his hands are like all jacked up and stuff. And he had to return it because he just like couldn't do it. So yeah, it's cool. not very Probably accessible like yeah, from, from Soft. Come on, guys. Are you going to get it, Tim? You seem pretty sold on it. I, it just, I was, I was really impressed by the gameplay and like how it looked. I was like, wow, that looks really, really cool. And, but yeah, I, but, it's so funny. Yeah, I, I mean, like until, I wouldn't it. think about getting. No, it. I'm not against. I don't want to. I'm not against it at all. I'm just. I'm looking out for you guys. I don't <laughs> yeah, want you to spend well, your sixty, seventy dollars, whatever it is, and then yeah. just like put it on the shelf because I've done it. Yeah. I've done it. Well, I, I mean, feel I don't adopt things that early as as you know, but yeah, I would. Pro- I'll probably definitely consider it once I have a new system and do all that because and maybe it, it, looks, and maybe when it goes down because it just looks cool. Yeah, because because it, <laughs> it just looks so cool. I want it because the. There was a dragon fight that was on the on the gameplay. The dragon was cool. There's thing. like a big glowing yeah. tree in the middle of the map that looks really sweet too. I don't know. Still it looks what, worth it looks worth a shot. I mean, still I like ha- I like having a, a really good challenge. Okay, here's like, what, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Tim, you're gonna buy a PlayStation Five, <laughs> and then you're gonna buy it, and then let me borrow it when you quit. <laughs> Probably not gonna happen for a while. I'm still, just, <laughs> still one of the funniest like uh, videos I saw of it was this guy comes across you know one of the, like the just random creatures that you fight and it's a very difficult creature like he got hit once by it most of his health bar's gone he's kind of riding away taking his you know health potion down and since he's like focused on the like the camera's focused on the creature that he's fighting he doesn't see what's around him and just this like stupid little zombie thing just goes Ugh, and just hits him once and die and he dies because <laughs> he couldn't see it it was just like that's that's the souls series in a nutshell is you're just like you're fighting this hard difficult thing and then something random will just be like yeah and you, you died that's like the the ma- big thing that they do is just you died and I, it, it's rumored that in Elden ring they added you piece of shit <laughs> afterwards <laughs> also George R. Martin's like suck it i'm not finishing that book <laughs> that's, that's the uh, post-credit scene yeah. for Elden ring it's just george r martin laughing at everybody it's like uh what's his White Goodman from Dodgeball, <laughs> all fat with his shirt on. <laughs> Fatty, make a funny. It's George R. Martin going, "Oh, I'm not going to finish the book." <laughs> Fucking hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> Did you see the new Pokemon was announced? New Pokemon this morning, Gen Nine. Whoa! What have you been doing no, all morning? What Vince? the hell? Pokemon. I've been doing stuff that I can't do during the week. <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was announced this morning. Holy cow! Coming out this year. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Based off the comments, it looks like it's maybe maybe Spain inspired. Okay. This go around. Cool. The the starters, the leaf starter. Can I say it? or is it grass type? Grass starter? type. Sorry, grass. The grass type <laughs> starter is like is a pretty basic looking cat, and then the fire one is like this dopey looking. It's gonna be firefighting again. Dragon or dinosaur. Oh. And then the 
the water one is like this duck looking guy. He is similar, almost looks similar to what's his name, Seagull. Don't ask me, yeah. bro. Yeah, it looks a little similar to that, but a little more duckish. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm looking at him right now. Oh, wow! I feel so good that I, I was able to break that news for you. Vince. Yeah, that's awesome. Have yeah. you? That was early this morning. Have you checked out uh, Arceus Pokemon? Legends I have not Arceus? yet. I have not yet. It's so different from any Pokemon game ever. You have it's it? incredible. Yeah, it's. I haven't got to play it a lot though, but it's just like, I don't know how big of a completionist you are. It's a big like completionist not, kind not of game. Not on Pokemon games. I'm not okay because yeah, this one is like li- that's all. It's that's what it's about. Is like since it's in the past, you're like trying to make basically like the first Pokedex. Oh okay. And so, but the thing is, is like since this is like they don't have technology to just be like, oh, this is what happened. You have to literally go in and like catch the Pokemon a certain amount of times, defeat a Pokemon <laughs> a, a certain right. amount of times, Notes. evolve them a certain amount of times. Uh, yeah, like certain mo- do certain moves on them a certain amount of times. So it's just all about building the Pokedex. Yeah, it's 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 a really interesting take on it. And yeah, the open worldness is really funny. Um, the Mister Mime is one of the funniest things I ever seen. Was like this guy was playing. I was watching this guy play it on Twitch, and <laughs> this is like he's like trying to sneak up on these Cadabras because they have like these little events where like a bunch of them will pop up on the map somewhere and that gives you a higher chance of catching like a shiny version of it Mm -hmm. and this mr mime would just like keep running up jumping in front of him and just putting up like his little wall barrier thing and the guy's like fuck off and so he would run away and go hide somewhere else and then mr mime would come running up (laughs) and just like this and then he finally like went he's like god damn it and so he finally goes like the mr mime followed him for like a solid three minutes that's so funny and finally the guy's like fuck it he's like throws a uh one of his pokemon adam to start a battle and then he runs then <laughs> <laughs> runs away <laughs> see and, and that's the cool thing that they're doing this because that's a great i mean it's good that they're going into that yeah. open world style yeah. pokemon because it's been the same and I, wonder, I wonder if they will introduce some of that Arceus stuff yeah. into the new scarlet and violet mm-hmm. that'd be cool because I, I know like uh the pokemon uh go like eevee and pikachu or whatever it was called that was really cool too because i mean it was still the pokemon kind of game but you could still, but you could see the wild Pokemon, which I like a lot because then I can just avoid all the stupid Zubats and Pidgeys yeah. and the Caterpies. And all just, yeah. <laughs> Tim, when was the last time you played a Pokemon game? Never. Yeah, Ever. I think I, I think I tried for a minute, like on one of my cousin's like Game Boy Colors, like and like. I think I was like you. How the fuck do I get out the door? <laughs> get out the house. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I just never asked anybody because I was like, oh, fuck this game. And I never played it ever again. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, just not a Pokemon guy. So, oh. yeah, if you're struggling with Pokemon, maybe you just avoid Elden Ring. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to I think that's a throw two different out categories. But okay. Pokemon's a little hard for you, too. No, I, I just, I wasn't in, because I didn't know anything about Pokemon. And it's just like, it was just, the cartridge was in there. And I just like, oh, give it a try. I'm like, <laughs> so y- you say you watch the YouTube stream on your TV? Yeah, with the yeah, sound through. bar and everything. Yeah, nice. Uh-huh. Is it? Do you but ever? It, was that weird though? If like the milkman or the mailman comes by or whatever and just sees you watching yourself I, I on, feel, the, on the big feel, screen TV? I I always feel really self conscious <laughs> when I when I'm I I can't like if if 
especially if my wife comes home, it's like, I got to turn it off. It just feels weird. <laughs> she, wa- it, she walks in, your pants are around your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at yourself. On the- it, 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 I feel really shameful watching myself. <laughs> it's like, I, I mean, I definitely don't have that thing where like, like actors can't watch themselves, but it's not like that, but it's still, I still feel like, uh, but like subhuman. Like, but if nobody was around, <laughs> you're cool with it. Like, yeah, there's no shame if it's just you by yourself watching yourself on the screen or listening to yourself. It's no big deal. But it's when it's that moment when somebody sees what you're doing. Yeah, you're like, well, what are you watching? It's a little. Is that is that you? You're watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's for it's it's for uh, critical purposes. You have yeah, to, the only way to get better is if you watch yourself, critique yourself. And yeah. if we're I don't gonna, know if it's done much good, but I mean, I still but t- also too, if if we're gonna be honest, I, we're we're a very entertaining bunch. So like, <laughs> we shouldn't rob ourselves of that entertainment just because it's us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> we we might be our number one fans. Yeah, that's probably safe to say. Grady and Matt listen and watch be. a lot. Probably not as much as us. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's let's look at let's just let's put it this way. It's like. Listening to yourself talk on a podcast or watching yourself on YouTube, it's like watching game film. Yeah, sure. Like, how does Tom Brady get better? He watches himself on tape and sees what he does wrong and fixes it. Or he I, just, I or he's probably just like, damn, that's a that's a great throw. Yeah. What? If, well, look at that. Look at those mechanics. <laughs> that quick. He rewinds it. Look at that quick release. That's just mm, so good. I love yeah. watching that. Well, what was the, what was the the snap to throw count or time on that? Oh yeah, honey, honey, come look at this. Oh yeah, Giselle, <laughs> look look at this. How 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 quick my release is under two seconds. Is that is does that yeah, not turn you on, babe? No, nope. just like last night. <sighs> hey man, beggars yeah. can't be choosers. If mm-hmm. the, if you're if you're quick on the release, that's just you. You make a living out of it, and <laughs> you live with it. The the downside of that too. So. But it's the same thing with, with you know, podcasting or, or uh, acting or mm-hmm. whatever it is where you watch yourself perform. It's just, yeah. Like, oh, like Tim, you're sitting there watching yourself on the big screen on YouTube, mm-hmm. and you say something, and you go, ha, that was a great joke, Tim. Yeah. Hilarious, Tim. I always it's, laugh at myself. Well done. <laughs> I, always, I, I, don't know what, I don't know what it is, Tim, and I don't know if it's like a, uh, like a subconscious disrespectful thing that I do. But I, whenever I go back and listen to the podcast, I'll always pick up something that like you say that I just did. I like com- like completely missed like while we're recording in person. But you didn't you didn't hear my my joke about you picking condoms and I said Vince likes it raw. Is it, did that not pick up to you? No, I think it was that one. There, <laughs> I, I think I heard that one. There was something. I just there's always it doesn't matter what episode it is. There's always an episode where like I'll be listening to it and then you'll say something like Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! I did like I totally just did not even hear him say that in person. Usually though, it's because I'm, you know, when when you're recording, you're wrapped up in your own thoughts, yeah, and trying to string things together and you know. Uh, Waiting to interrupt me, or not waiting? To yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's there's there's multiple ways you can you can listen to somebody to hear them, or you can listen to somebody to be able to respond and be able to yeah. say what you want to say on the in the podcast forum. You're just waiting your turn to talk. Yeah, I, I can't sit here and listen, and I can't hear everything that you have to say because there's so many thoughts in my head that are so much more important than what you're saying <laughs> that we have to get out. Oh. Uh. So yeah, there's a lot that I miss, and going, that's that's what that, I guess for me anyway. That's some of the fun of going back through and listening or watching yeah. is actually being able to hear from you guys. <laughs> do you ever? So do you ever when you're watching on the YouTube? Do you ever like watch it and think like, 
think of a response to me or Vince. Oh, all the time. Like, oh, I should have said that. All I don't know. Think of that in the moment. All the time. All the time. I regret it, but yeah. And I, I think <laughs> it's it's probably, it's funny too, because I'm sure people who like listen to podcasts or anything like that, they probably, they'll think of something while listening to it. Like, oh, I should be on a podcast because <laughs> I'm so quick. And then you get on the mics and then you record and then like your brain freezes. It's, mm-hmm. so, it's just so different when you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, maybe not for us because we're natural performers, but <laughs> for the uh, for the general audience, I would say uh, there's there's de- been a definite improvement. It's taken we've done this two hundred five episodes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's definitely really? is a I've noticed, and I've noticed improvements too, like in life hmm. from podcasting, like communication skills, and like so. I did I did a thing at uh, the church the other day. Mm-hmm. They had they were doing a they were fundraising like a, they were doing a cake auction pretty much. Yeah, and they asked me to be the auctioneer. I've had stage fright like my whole life, but I was able to go up there in front of like a hundred people or whatever and uh, make jokes and yell numbers. Oh. But I would I would attribute that to the podcast because at least they're because I can get in my podcast performance mode in front of other people. So then I just kind of blank everything out and then I just perform. So yeah. uh, I I had to definitely dust it off because I, I had gotten used to it, you know, performing <laughs> in high school doing yeah. speech and plays and stuff and the first time i ever did that that was awful i mean it was like it's like your heart sinks into your feet and you can't it's like the worst feeling in the world being up there for the first time and first time i first thing I ever did i was at first player did i start started off with a monologue i had like the first thing to say alone on stage like i was a freshman in high school is i i had like a week to learn this play because it was a senior play. Somebody dropped out and I had to fill in. Oh, wow. That's, that's it, a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It sucked. <laughs> and so I got up there. I said about half of what I, I half of the monologue or whatever, and just blank, like absolutely went blank. And I, I stuck, I stammered, looked off stage for half a second and then just like stormed off. And like, <laughs> and I was like, that was, I like, I about cried. Cause I was like, i I completely fucked this up. Like nobody could tell. They thought that was part of it. I was like, "Oh, okay." So I guess that that made me. Then after that, everything was a lot easier. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you ever have stage fright, Vince? Never. Have you ever? Never. It's, Vince, Vince is just radiating <laughs> with so much confidence <laughs> that he would never be nervous uh, in front of a crowd of a hundred people. He I don't just, know if I've ever actually been up on stage. But but I mean, even like pr- like anything. presenting like in, in school, like in oh. high school and university. I mean, like if you had to present in front of your peers, I mean, was it was there ever a, a moment of like maybe nervousness. I mean, I mean, like I I had that kind of just. I don't know. I wouldn't say nervousness, maybe anxiousness, I guess. But once like once I get started, it's just kind of like okay, just read my bullet points and mm-hmm. make my case. And yeah. I, I feel like I, remind out. me because I'm not sure if I shared this on the podcast before. Have I told you guys about the kid who cried when I was at college? I don't think so. Yeah, so what, when I was presenting? at the when I was at the University of Nebraska, I was in a communications class and we had to do it was like a, an impromptu speech, meaning she gave us like a I don't know, some topic or some bullshit and we had to give like a 2 to 3 minute speech on whatever topic that was. And this guy went up there, you know, 19, 20 years old and he he, he, you could tell he was nervous, a little red in the face, you know, kind of nervous. He seemed kind of like that. And he got up and he started. He's kind of started talking to him, going, "He's doing great." Like, like you could tell he was nervous, but he was he was doing fine. And then he like choked on one of his words and lost his train of thought, and it was over. It was oh, like he was silent. He was like silent for like a solid thirty seconds, and like was like looking down, and then like started like cuss, cussing at himself. 
and then the tears started coming, dude. And I'm just like, dude, it's okay, bro. Like, you're never going to see any of us again. This is like yeah. a, this After is this a class, one semester we'll never... like, And then he just went and sat down, and we just kept moving along. Nobody said anything. But it was, I felt so bad because, like, he was obviously had serious stage fright, and then the tears started coming. It's like, ah. Uh, so like I'll always remember him. No idea what he looks like. Don't know his name. It's a good story. So nothing to be shamed about. I I'm so sad though that I missed my chance to like sing on stage. Yeah. When I was a part of yeah you the that. band Free Pizza. <laughs> Free You've told for us a week. It. Yeah, but I didn't. I never got to play. Well, we could them. start our. So we we have we have podcast evidence of our musical talent, so yeah. we could <laughs> we could start book, a band. We could, we could all three of us should go to open mic night. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, see, see, I I could play like Wonderwall. I, I'm a very good drummer. Oh. <laughs> well, let, as we've established, Tim can Tim can shred the guitar. I'll do a little bit of drum. I I'll have the drum. <laughs> I'll have like the box that I sit on, and I just bang on the box. The cajon. Yeah. The yeah. Co- is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Learn something new today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then you can sing. Hell yeah. Just go for it. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into the real reason. We're the here. real reason why we're here. The war in Ukraine? What? Which oh. is <laughs> obviously... Tyler's going to ignore it. Uh, you're just not going to talk about it at all. No. What, 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 uh, what do you want me to say, Tim? I don't know. I have nothing it's to say my, about it. It's been on my mind all week. Whatever. Do you want me to say hashtag I stand with Ukraine? No, no, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's a, this is a big year of lists. But, yeah. I think you said it was fine. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I don't know. I, I was just hoping to make jokes about you supporting Putin or something. I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. Too far, Tim. <laughs> I, I don't anyway. support anybody because I don't know what's going on. I just know that somebody's invading somebody else. Everybody on Reddit is telling me it's bad, but I usually don't <laughs> listen to Reddit for moral guidance. That's pro- I mean, that's probably a good idea. But <laughs> <Yeah>. just, <laughs> anyway, sorry to... No, you're fine. You, yeah, go ahead. So this is where uh, uh, we're going to do our list of top five favorite books. So we've done video games, done movies, and zombie apocalypse. Now we're doing books, which, as we prefaced earlier, might be a little bit difficult for Tim. But I think I think we'll get through this, and I'm confident that we'll have a wide range and variety of book. Yeah, this this feels like a book it's report. Be very wide. Yeah, it's gonna be very wide range. It's this is gonna be tough because so for this one, this I did the kind of the same thing I did with movies. I just wrote down a bunch of books. So now I'm gonna have to try to go through and pick. I don't know. Number five, I'm gonna go with. Or do, do one of you guys want to go first? It's rude of me to jump in head first like that. Sure don't. Tim, do you want to go first? This is your deal. You go ahead. <laughs> The New Testament of the Bible is number five. It's it's one of the <laughs> I already books. worked out which one. book. No, no, no. Which book? It's one of the greatest sequels of all time. It took everything good that the tour did and improved on it, while having callbacks and fulfilling <laughs> fulfilling promises that were made in the original uh, the tour and the original Old Testament text um, that we didn't get to see. You know, we didn't get to see any payoff. Really cool at the end of character that. development. So we had some good character development in the New Testament. We got to see some of the payoffs that were promised earlier on in the series. So Tim, I thought you'd be a couple, into of, couple of revisions. I think were in there. You know, not, I thought you'd be super into this. Like he made it sound like it was like a fictional book. <laughs> what? <laughs> you made it, we kind of made it sound like it was a fictional book. Oh, even no, though, no, even it's, though it's, it's historical. Sorry, sorry. Text. It's very historical. There's a lot of letters, a lot of um, uh, fact in it. So. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going with the irresputable, irresputable fact <laughs> that Tim can't argue in any way whatsoever. In, indisputable, indisputable. Yeah, sure. Yeah, whatever, Tim. <laughs> or irre- spell it for me. Or irrefutable. Irrefutable. That's there one. That's go. one. Yeah. That's one. Gosh, <laughs> this is so tough. I'm gonna go with so with number four. Wait, am I a bad person if I put the New Testament at five? Yeah, I was like, gonna. My I, entire, dang like, it! Straight, I wanted to catch. I was gonna be like, not pass go, go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, my, my entire like, I was gonna be like, basis of my morality not, is about, since I'm not a heathen. Uh, number one yeah. is the New Testament. <laughs> God, should we should we make this a top five of fiction books then? <laughs> sure. All right, we'll we'll take that off. <laughs> since we're only doing fiction. <laughs> You okay, Tim? I'm just staying quiet. You know, <laughs> I'm not a I'm not an evangelical atheist. Just <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> that's you, a fun. That's a fun you, time. I like that. If if your if your little stories make you feel better, that's good. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so condescending good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're here, let's just let's just dive right into this thing. Since we're already here, Tim. Despite your feelings. On the historical accuracies of the text, you can't deny that the person of Jesus is the prime example of what leadership is. Yeah, that hard. Very few Christians actually uh, follow. I'm not in, talking in about. Other, I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about the text. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, a great role. Great model. example great of role what model. it means to be I, I, a servant leader. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. Agreeance and what he teaches and everything. In practice, people use that to oppress people. Are you? Are you? Are you claiming that I do that, Tim? Not you in particular. Just you know. No. You're not personally attacking me. No, I'm not. (laughs) All right, number five. (laughs) Number five of best books of all time. I'm going to go with the Illustrated Man which is actually a collection of short stories by Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury is a classic science, fic- science fiction author. And, I w- I, you know, he, he's most famous for Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451, yeah. which, you know, about the dystopian future of, you know, burning books. I like Illustrated Man more. I mean, obviously there's more variety because it's of short stories. Yeah. But I think some of the stories actually are a little more impactful to me on a storytelling basis. I think they're... Um, they're more uh, emotionally driving and have some of the best stories literally ever written. So we're going to go with the illustrated man by Ray Bradbury. Number four. This is tough. I'm going to go with recursion by Blake Crouch, which is, yeah, it's, it's kind of a sci-fi is, is, is written in 2019. It's a thriller. It's like a thriller kind of sci-fi show. It deals a lot with time travel, Mm -hmm. which I I'm sold on anything that's time travel. That, that fascinates me to absolutely no end, Mm -hmm. but this is just really well written. The characters are great and it's, it's very, it's like very science based. So like he explains the technology that was invented and able for this kind of thing to happen. Um, but it's very dramatic and it's very thrilling and it's a very, very fun and satisfying raid. So everybody should check out recursion. Number three. Ah, oh, man, I'm leaving a lot out of here. I'm going to go with slaughterhouse five, which is a classic, oh. uh, anti-war novel. Mm written by Kurt Vonnegut and it is what's so bad about war (laughs) it's it's super it's super well written there's humor in it and it's 
it's this it's a story that is by the end of it i was it's probably one of the most heartbroken i've most heartbroken i've ever been after reading a story yeah like it was just so sad um, but it, throughout the book it's really good it's about this guy who was a, a world war ii vet yeah. and his his kind of his travels through time he could appear at different points of time and that's kind of how the story's told it's mm-hmm. on his he's either in the future or here's him in the present or him back in the war but after reading it the guy because the guy actually is a war veteran mm-hmm. so yeah. like while reading like oh shit this guy wars like he's is vonnegut british or is he american he's remember. american okay i can don't quote me on that yeah uh yeah i couldn't quite remember <laughs> pretty <laughs> sure he's american yeah, okay yeah so but yes it is it's one of the most beautifully well written <clears throat> stories i've ever read and is Everyone should, after listening to me rave about this, go check out Slaughterhouse. It's a light read. It's only 240 pages, um, but it's absolutely incredible. And as I said, very heartbreaking. I've wanted to read Vonnegut. I I started uh, God Bless You, Mr. Rosewater Uh or something like that. Uh, Couldn't get into it, I guess. Got Slaughterhouse 5 hits different. And if for some reason, I know you struggle with reading, Tim, listen to the James Franco audio book. He he, he performs it perfectly. He's canceled. James is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For what? Uh, more sexual Grooming his students. At, yeah. at his, his, his stint, acting his class. Stint. Who <laughs> hasn't done that? Come on. <laughs> I love James Franco. Damn it. Don't even, tell even me that. S- even Seth Rogen has like disowned him. Let me live in ignorance, you bastard. Why did you do this to me? Sorry. All right. Number two. I'm going to go with it's a, it's also a newer series by Brandon Sanderson. It's from the Stormlight Archive. And this is a, there's four books out now. The fifth book will be out here in about another year and a half or two years. Best book series I've ever read. Mm. It's number one. High praise. Yes. Uh, but I'm, not, I'm just going to go with Words of Radiance, which is the second book. It is, it's epic fantasy in every sense of the word. And it's incredible. I mean, they're, they're all thousand page tomes. They're very massive, <laughs> very long. Mm-hmm. And, I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a, there's the, the magic about it is just so charming. There's a, a deep, rich history, and each, each book follows, is part, the present, and there's flashback scenes, throughout of a certain one. It follows one character throughout the book, and then the second book, you get a different main character's flashbacks throughout the book, and it's just, it's an incredible series. Mm-hmm. I've never. I've never burned through so many pages so quickly before. Yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking at those on your bookshelf. Oh, yeah. I can and just, they are... Uh, I can show a lot of these books. I don't those know are some thick boys, as the, <laughs> as the kids are saying. Those are thick. So, yeah, this is Words yeah. of Radiance. Holy. That's, uh, and this is like the second shortest of wow. the, of the four Lord. book series so far. And this one clocks in at 1,200. Nope, 1,100 pages. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Here's here's this book compared to my book. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, but he doesn't being a little book envy. It's a big mama. I mean, it, the art it has some incredible artwork. I mean, this is my favorite. It's, sorry if you're listening to the podcast. It's my favorite artwork mm. of all time. It's it's if Vince is a, is a fan of fantasy, this is a must read. It shoots to the top of the list. You shouldn't Look. read anything else before you start the series because it's incredible. Oh God! And I couldn't give it enough praise. <laughs> My number one book of all time, which that's the greatest series. My number one book of all time, though, is The Hobbit. And that's oh. probably just for personal biases. I, I think The Hobbit is the perfect book. Just the 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 way it, the world building, the adventure, you know, 
Bilbo's character. I'm big on character development. His character <laughs> development from the beginning to end. Um, it's just one of the most charming. And I, and I, this isn't nostalgia speaking. I didn't read The Hobbit until I was 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Hobbit is just, it's it's everything I want in a book. It's great storytelling, great fantasy. You know, Tolkien obviously created this world. And, all, and it all started with The Hobbit. That was the very first book. And I think it's, and I actually, have, I've been reading The Lord of the Rings the past couple months. I do think that The Hobbit is actually a better written book than Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings drags a little bit, I think. Yeah. They have to describe every every father and <laughs> that has preceded each character yes. <laughs> in detail. So yeah, so I'm uh, so mine is Illustrated Man, Recursion, Slaughterhouse Five, Words of Radiance, and oh boy, The Hobbit. Hmm. Tim, you want to go next? Uh, I guess. Hell I'll yeah. just get out of the way. Hell yeah. Um, when was the last time you wrote a book, Tim? <laughs> The year was 2011. I may, I don't know. I can't remember Give exactly. Give or take. Yeah, I, no, I, I just I just haven't been able to sit down and read a physical book. I, you know, I, I, read, I read news articles all the time. don't have any problem. You know, that doesn't take much time. Even really long ones. I can absorb that, you know, of what's going on today. But for some reason, sitting down and reading a story in a physical book just my Mine can't get set on it. We have it takes to... a lot. It takes a lot of work to get it done, and I just, I just, I've uh, uh, given up. But I, I will try again someday. We have to, you have to try immediately that. with my book. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a shot. Thanks. I'll give it a shot. I will do it for you, and maybe Thanks, you'll man. inspire me into reading all well, the I'm books. Sure, that I'm I w- sure my writing wanted to. <laughs> my writing is so good that it'll bring you back into the fold. I, I imagine. Well. <laughs> That's that's a lot of pressure for you because if it's not, I could just give up. Well, it's it's not a pre- it's not a lot of pressure because you apparently have done that multiple times. Well, <laughs> with a lot of good books. <laughs> anyway. All right, go ahead. What I have read or what I can almost remember reading starts with, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with The Stranger by Albert Camus, uh, which is a uh, who's a French author. I guess it'd be described as a philosophical novel. Uh, so is, is it not? A, is it nonfiction? No, it, no, it's it's fiction, but it, it's uh, um, covers a I, lot of theological not ideas, not theological, philosophical. Sorry. There's uh, no difference it, in my mind. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the complete. I mean, he's definitely the complete opposite of being a theologian. Uh, uh, this is. Uh, it's a very short book, but it's a story of. About a guy, I don't know his his mother dies. He doesn't show any. I, I don't know. I really, really, I really don't want to go. I really, really, it's like the you don't have to get liter- into it. literally fine. the first words in the book. That's pretty much what it is. Uh, uh, atheistic guy uh, goes through some stuff, ponders the world and the universe, and how at least his thoughts in the world is that the universe doesn't really care about that you exist you are uh nobody was born to do anything nothing happens for a reason oh yeah this is is. we're in the wild west baby (laughs) we're saturn i mean running which is very which is very uh contrary to uh theological belief in god i would say but it's counter to it yeah but i mean i'm (laughs) i'm on a personal level i'm i'm i mean i'm all the way over here i'm all the way over here okay like there's God and we have a purpose or 
we're all wasting our time. <laughs> we're all, okay, we're, then, we're all yeah. like a <laughs> catastrophic accident. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, it's been a long time since I read it. Uh, I had to read the, syn- the synopsis to remember exactly what went on. In it. I just remember it being uh, one that I really got into and it kind of made a impact, I guess. It, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, oh yeah. That's the one I, I felt like, holding a cigarette and drinking my coffee for nice. because he's, he's very French and we oui, we oui. and very dark about everything and <laughs> anyway I don't like uh, the French <laughs> yeah. Neither do I, fact, really, I hate that, that book <laughs> <laughs> alright next book uh, I don't know how in order this is going to be that's alright but yeah um, let me go back to uh, do uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower is one of my favorite ones i get i don't know if it would be described as a young adult novel or anything but it's a good uh, movie too yeah it's a really good movie the book it does a better job i think but it it was a good movie has uh what's her name hermione in it uh emma watson emma Watson. Watson, yeah nice i'll have to watch that movie yeah that's a it's a great little movie it's a great little book it's a she's a great actor actress let's see what i'm gonna try to do the the genres what is it epistolary I believe that's how you say epistolary novel. That's Hell like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, a series of journals. Um, ah. So yeah, uh, about a freshman in high school. What's a wallflower? Some is that a spoiler? <laughs> no, a wall. You never heard the term wallflower. No, it, I'm not outside the terms of this book. A wallflower is like a very introverted person who just kind of observes the world around them and as, oh, like a fly on a, the wall. Yeah, I guess, nice. but it's so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, series of, series of journals. Uh, this kid in high school, who's uh, Charlie, who's uh, kind of spoilers extremely <laughs> depressed, <laughs> extremely depressed, and trying to make his way through uh, his his year. He makes some friends and has to deal with a lot of uh, very emotional things in his past that he finally comes to terms with. Experiments with a little bit of drugs. Oh you know, hell makes, yeah! Makes a makes a really nice gay friend, and uh, he's not gay himself. Is just that's a just lot of, big, big part. Big part, <laughs> big part of the book is, is like this book about Vince. Of, same, could be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gay, but uh, one of the it was cute. One of the line. <laughs> one of the lines in it is it, it usually comes with the the tagline of the movie is uh, you you accept the love you think you deserve, and I always thought that was uh, you have to. You have to be, love yourself. Yeah, first. you have to love yourself, and uh, otherwise. No, nobody loves no me because I don't love myself. <laughs> Married with three children. Yeah, get over yourself. I'm not sure any of them love me. <laughs> <laughs> My wife just so, uses anyway. me to get the children. <laughs> I would take that. And so, yeah. they just use me for money. Yeah, I'd take that. <laughs> also, a very short. <laughs> probably a short read, but takes me forever to read. So any even 157 pages is a lot for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll probably say that one for last. Uh, another series of journals. Apparently, I have a. I, I was really it's supposed was, to be a fiction. <laughs> what? This was supposed to be fiction. It, yeah. It's All these still books novel. describe you perfectly. You're you're very influenced by these books. <laughs> they they're the ones that stuck with me. And I mean, it's just you know, like it was just basically like here, you read this. It's like okay, and I actually you know did. Back You're so then. easily manipulated. Yeah. Book was. three. What's your book, third favorite book? book? Three. Youth and Revolt. Uh, the journals of Nick Twisp, uh, about a, a kid who takes a summer vacation because 
I don't know, his stepdad got in trouble and they run away and falls in love, uh, creates his own uh, kind of, I don't know, uh, what do you call it? He's not really like schizophrenic, but kind of, yeah, alter ego that talks yeah. to him within the book that he that he narrates to. Some and Fight Club uh, shit. To, yeah, to, Spoiler God! A little, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Oh, I should like, put Fight Club in there. Nah, the movie's better. The movie's he, way better. He, he creates a more confident version of himself, and yeah, that's it. That that makes him pursue this this girl that is way out of his or that he thinks is way out of his league, and uh, goes through all that. Nice. There's has some adventures, and I don't know. It's just a, and it's really funny. There's a lot of a lot of humor in it. Uh, great read. Anyways, moving on. Uh, 13, 13 and a half lives of Captain Bluebear. This is one of the. This is the longest one. I think this clocks in at seven hundred pages. Never, or so. never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen and a half lives is a, a, a Captain Bluebear is about a human sized bluebear who is, <laughs> uh, goes through thirteen and a half different lives. And what's it a goes, bluebear? It, it's a bear that's blue. It's a bear that's blue. It's a. a is that a me- uh, let me guess? Are they it's usually it's not a human size? Depression. Not, let me guess. Not, not really. <laughs> oh, I haven't. I haven't been saying the authors of these. That, that's that's right. They don't deserve any credit. <laughs> the last one was by C.D. Payne. Uh, this one me. is by. <laughs> I deserve all the credit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Walter Moores is a German author. Uh, Ooh, this is a. Is, is a fan. I guess this is a fantasy novel. It's kind of a children's story written for adults, almost. I would say, and it goes. It's a the bear goes through these adventures in the world of Zamonia. There's a lot of there's a lot of new terminology. That, a lot of made up words that he has. It has a comes along with its own like encyclopedia. Some Doctor Seuss shit right? within the book, and it's it's it also really funny. I had a this one. I couldn't. I had to keep on. I couldn't fall out of it because it was just hilarious. A lot, a lot of descriptive things. It played a really nice movie in my head. Whimsical. You should read it to your kids sometime. It's great. And well, this has in common with my um, movie. My list. number. My number one. Yeah, uh, Clockwork Orange. I still can't get over it. I haven't read anything that I like more. Uh, Clockwork Orange is by Anthony Burgess. I can never remember it. <laughs> What's better, is the it, book or the movie? The book is better. Okay. I, I, so yeah, I, I t- I've already talked about it before. I don't know. There's a something about it. The the language that you learn with it. The, the terminology. The the I don't know. The morality aspect of it. That uh, I don't know. It's in it's. Alex himself is inhumane, but it is also inhumane to make him inhuman. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yep. By not giving him free will. It's very philosophical. So, yeah. yeah. So, I anyway, dig it. There you go. I made, made it through it. Good work, Tim. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to read some new ones because yeah. <laughs> I'm hey. I don't know. So, prefacing mine, literally all the books on my list are from just two different series. <laughs> Because, again, we make fun of Tim for not reading. I literally don't read at all. But when I find a series that I like, I just I stick with that one because yeah. I, I know it's good. I know I like it, and so I just stick with it. And the worst part about mine, like, two of those are the first book in, like, a series of, like, 13. I just never have oh, I got you beat going. Them. Check this out. All right. So uh, mine's probably not going to be any in any particular order. I, I, 
had a hard time. We're going to have to. So Okay, those are fine the rules. then. Fine. But, we, but we'll, we'll preface this saying we understand that you're they're interchangeable in your mind. Right. Yeah, it depends on which one I read last. <laughs> a lot um, of recency bias. Yeah. Uh, so I'd probably have to say at number five would have to probably be uh, oh, it's so tough. It would probably have to be uh, a, a book from the Warhammer 40K series, uh, Horus Heresy series, uh, called Legion, um, which I read recently by... It is by an author. I don't have it pulled up. Uh, but he. it's basically just a, set in the, the Warhammer 40K universe, and it's very science fiction fantasy kind of style and it deals a lot with you're good okay with a lot with uh <laughs> i'm just gonna kill my dog real quick. Yeah. <laughs> keep talking though yeah deals a lot with kind of uh subterfuge <laughs> subterfuge and kind of uh backstabbing um lot of uh reconnaissance and and spy stuff okay uh which is very out of character for that setting which is why i thought it was so interesting and uh so so cool so i'm very very is is warhammer like always set in like space like on ships and stuff or is like different worlds so yeah so it's based it's based on our, like, universe. Okay. Our actual, like, like, technically we are living in the 40K history. Okay. But it's set in the year 40,000, which, to give okay. you some context, kinda most... Like, kind of like Dune. Like, in the, in the sense that, like... Right, except for... A, yeah. Right, except for, <laughs> except for the, the biggest part about most science fiction is that it's usually set a couple thousand years in the future. Yeah. This is 40,000 years in the future. Right. Or, or you know, uh-huh. yeah, nearly yeah. 40,000 years <laughs> into the future. So that's that's why it's so interesting to me is because most science fiction is, yeah, it's far in the future, but it's not anywhere near 40K is, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, humans have, like, the idea is that they've literally colonized the entire galaxy. Mm-hmm. And based on what worlds these humans kind of... St- uh, colonized and they start you know uh living there the humans have evolved and now look different from other humans and like the earth now is literally there's no more oceans there's Mm -hmm. a continent-sized palace for the emperor of mankind i love it it's so (laughs) over the top and, and crazy it's that's why i love the series so much but is this the same book is this your fifth yeah he was asking about gotcha that one so the universe yeah so anyways legion uh the next one would probably have to be uh from the uh song of ice and fire series by george r R. martin would probably be feast of crows nice that's before i believe so uh yeah don't ask me to try and recall what happened during that time but <laughs> but I know yeah, I but this is the one you've read most recently. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh so yeah, I liked uh I like all that all the books in that series cuz it's it's all good. So I 
there's nothing else I can really say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would be Clash of Kings in the same series. That's book two. I do remember that one just because that's when we finally see like spoiler all of the fighting happening, a lot of the action. Lots happens. of build, lots of build up in book one, a Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big. Big things happen in book one that set up book two, and that's like kind of a uh, there's a big kind of climactic part into it before it kind of go lulls back down. Um, so yeah, that's why I like that one. Um, next would probably have to be in the Horse Heresy series, Descent of Angels, uh, which kind of follows one of the what are called Primarchs in the universe, which is technically like a main character. And it follows how he, like he grew up again. Humans have colonized the galaxy, and on this world, it developed like it got cut off from like the rest of humanity. That's kind mm-hmm. of the idea is that like something happened. Even though humans like colonized the galaxy, uh, this crazy event happened, and they got all got kind of separated from each other. And then for the next th- like tens of thousands of years, they've developed on their own with only like. So, like, history is more of, like, legend to them. And so this planet, though, uh, the humans, it's very, like, medieval style. There's, like, these knightly houses on there. And basically what the knightly houses do is they fight these, like, crazy monsters that mutate super fast on this planet. And it kind of <laughs> follows him at, right before. Yeah, that's how that one. And that one's so cool because it's they're knights but they have like these crazy guns that so they have swords so it's and almost, guns it's almost it's like, like the, the nice and like perfect embodiment of the combination of a song of ice and fire in warhammer <laughs> exactly 40K. exactly uh yeah so so descent of angels and then i think i'm on my last one yeah uh the last one is called fulgrim in the same series horse heresy you um, really have only read two series in your life i so i've read <laughs> hobbit and i lo- don't get me wrong i love the hobbit but these ones just really grab my imagination a bit more, but yeah. Uh, yeah and then Fulgrim is is a is almost like a horror kind of that's very graphic in its uh, in its like imagery, and it just follows like the one of the Primarchs again, Fulgrim, and his descent into chaos like his like turning into eat like being corrupted by evil basically and his uh legion so his army being possessed by demons and they yeah it's absolutely incredible there's yeah there's a whole scene where they're like watching an orchestra and it turns into a huge massacre and it's absolutely insane but i love that shit so nice all right yeah a lot of good reading. I think our listeners are set on books so, for the next right. two, two, three years. Yeah. So, and I'll just get a quick warning, though. If you do decide for some reason, I know neither of you will. We won't. You hate I, me. I doubt the listeners will. Because you but hate me. If, they de- <laughs> if the listeners for some reason decide to try out one of your books. But if you, if you for some reason, make the mistake of starting the Horse Heresy series, uh, just to give you fair warning, there are 60 books in the series granted most of them i like most of them are pretty time (laughs) most of them are only about like 500 600 pages maybe so they're nothing like you know 
the ones that Tyler talked about. Yeah, so if you're are, looking for a book series of five, not sixty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all this. The Warhammer universe has also been around since like the late seventies, early eighties. So okay, fair enough. Anyways, yeah. So much good. We're so educated. Yeah. <laughs> I I really I was actually I'm gonna be honest. I was really shocked and surprised that Tim didn't have Animal Farm. Animal on his farm? list, yeah, <laughs> seems like something that would really uh, I don't know resonate with you. Uh, it's like a a blatant, uncreative metaphor for Marxism and communism. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, actually, uh, surprisingly, never read it. No. Hmm. Yeah. yeah no. I was gonna say Mein Kampf, <laughs> but we chose a uh, fiction. <laughs> To hate some how, how, t- is, the, how Tim. is that? Uh, how, Tim. How, does it, how, how can you describe me as Listen, that? the writing is very captivating, okay? It's very, <laughs> Jesus Christ. The prose is really good. Content, maybe not so much, but the prose to, is to beautiful. Hate, to hate something, Tim, you have to understand it, okay? Hey, so that's why. A quote from, uh, okay, a quote from one of my honorable, honorable oh. mentions oh. Uh, before they were hanged. What? What? Yeah, it's a great book. It's uh, the, first, the first law trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. But he has a quote. The author was hanged? No, no. The book is called Before They Were oh, Hanged. Oh, okay. Before They Were Hanged. Uh, but the quote from there is, to truly hate a man, you must first love him. Mm. Or you can, oh, no. It's, you, can't, you can't truly hate a man without loving him first. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't... Uh, that doesn't make any Maybe sense. Maybe in certain contexts. Really, uh, in the really, context I, of the book and what Vince and I are talking about, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. About Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we're at anymore. I don't know either. You were just you, you were almost <laughs> quoting a fiction book from that I knew verbatim, so I thought I pointed out. Okay. Have you ever read Mein Kampf, Tim? I have not. Okay. Never never seen a copy. Except for over there. But well, cause <laughs> goddamn Republicans burning books in the South, so can't get, right. our, whole, that, get our hands that, on any. <laughs> that's the one they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and watching the podcast, guys. We appreciate it. I'm pretty sure they burned about four out of we're the probably, five. Online. We're probably going to take a break from lists next week. Oh, oh classic. Unless I come up with a really cool idea of lists, which is very possible. So Your top five favorite short stories from uh, my own book. Th- <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. We're going to do that. So. God. Yeah, I'll probably put the link. If the book is ready by the time you listen to this on the podcasting app, the link will be in the notes there thank you, you. shameless pug always keep it up <laughs> love you goodbye bye goodbye squeeze say it a little bit louder uh, squeeze <laughs>